welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a Clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method. I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Our today's guest is Debbie Gion. She is a spiritual coach. She is a Kabbalah advisor. You're going to love her. So welcome, Debbie. Hi, thank you. Thank you very much. Nice. Yeah, to be here. from what I understand, you help women connect with their true self, find their uniqueness, you know, so I they can do. live more authentically. So tell us yeah. more about that. <laughs> sure. So my spiritual journey started probably about probably about 30 years ago. I was young and I came from a uh, religious background and religion just wasn't enough for me. And I started looking for the why behind everything explanation of why we do things, why things happen. And that's when I found Kabbalah. And basically Kabbalah is a set of why, why people die, why people are born, why people have a lot of money, why people don't have money, why behind everything. And I started learning more and more. And when I got married and had children, I realized that I wanted to help women. I wanted to help women in relationships. I wanted to help mothers. I wanted to help women understand why they have the children they do or why they're, why they're in the relationship they are. And that's where I decided that I would start spiritual coaching. And so every, you know, sometimes people ask me, so what do you do and how do you do it? Do you have, uh, you know, certain points that you cover? And the truth is everyone is different. Every single person is different and every everybody's journey is different. There are certain points in Kabbalah and in spirituality that are the same. The tools are the same, but everybody has a different journey. And I really enjoy taking that journey with women. So what would you say is the main application of Kabbalah? Because when people hear Kabbalah, they think of something religious um, or they think of sort of a more like, you know, the Sifira tree and then like how the energy flows. So how how do you apply that onto the why? <laughs> okay, so uh, Kabbalah is, yes, it's about the Sfirot and about the energy and all of that, but that's more of the deep study, which is important. And if people want to study, that's great. But in our daily life, I think in a nutshell, Kabbalah is understanding that everything in our life doesn't happen. We choose it. 
it occurs because we made it occur, good or bad. And taking responsibility for it is really the path of Kabbalah and understanding that everyone around us is a mirror of ourself. And we usually we're stuck with the people in our lives that are closest to us that annoy us the most and press our buttons. And that's because we have we have a journey that we need to go through with them. That's kind of Kabbalah in a nutshell on a on a practical level. Is that something you can literally see in the person when you work with them? Like how are you advising? Like, is it based on more general understanding of Kabbalah and then this person's life? Like, how do you find this direct link since you said everybody's so, unique? Yes. So the direct, okay. Everyone is unique because everyone has their own personality and everyone has their own things that they came into this world with that they need to deal with. We call it tikkun, or you can call it karma. And the tools of Kabbalah, which is the taking responsibility, the understanding that it's us, that's that goes across for everybody, but the actual journey is different for everybody. So if one person has an issue with their children, or one person has an issue with their husband, or their friend, or whatever it is, everyone's issues are different, and everyone has a reason that they came here into this world. Everyone has, has a, a purpose. And usually, I'll give you a secret, usually the things that we came into this world to do are the things that we do not like doing. <laughs> you know, oh, everyone yeah. comes to me and says, what's my tikkun? What's my karma in this world? And I say to them, well, what's the thing that you have been procrastinating all your life? Because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So what happens when somebody figures out, let's say, what is their tikkun? So, okay, they figure out, okay, I've been procrastinating on, let's say, getting a divorce or switching my job from this one to the next level because I've been too insecure about, you know, upgrading. Or right. I have this business when I know I need to get a new team member, but I've just been not doing it because I like to do everything myself because I'm a control freak and so on. So what would be the advice here? As in, we'll just go do it? Or, I mean, well, obviously there's yes, something more yes, to that. But there's much more to that. Yes. Yeah. It's of course go do it, but it's taking the steps and it's understanding, um, you know, in psychology, it's about going and understanding why you're feeling the way you're feeling or, you know, what happened to you 20 years ago. But with Kabbalah, it's understanding what you're feeling and then looking for the best outcome for everyone, not just for yourself which like in a divorce that you mentioned could be hard, but it's really trying to think about the other person. What would I want? And what does that other person want? And what does he need? And, you know, not a divorce, but sometimes like with children, what do they need? Obviously it's not what they want. And that's the hardest. The hardest things are, and people think that, that sharing is giving, but giving is also saying no. Mm -hmm. knowing where to put boundaries, knowing where to say no, you know, tough love, it's true. And that's the true giving. You know, when we are able to teach people in general, our children, our friends, how to do things for themselves, that's the ultimate giving. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, whatever you've been procrastinating, you decide what it is. And I usually sit down and we we boil it down to really what it is because people try and run away from what it really is and they find something um, and then we go down and we say, okay, what's the best outcome for everybody? 
how do we get there? What do we need to do? And it, and it's it's a process. It's a process. So it sounds like a lot of it is looking for meaning in everyday event that the meaning that is bigger than the event itself. Yes. Absolutely. And and everybody around us is a messenger. And you know, sometimes we kill the messenger and sometimes mm-hmm. we get mad, but if we stop for a second and you know, I believe that there is a higher power. I believe in the creator and I believe that everybody came from the creator. So if that's true, then even the people that annoy us are giving us a message. Mm-hmm. And so we need to stop. And that's the hardest to stop during the day and listen, to really listen and to really hear. And us as women, we just want to get our to-do list done. We just want to go through the day and get everything done no matter what it is. And sometimes we're on automatic pilot. And we don't even realize that we're getting messages and we're not sensitive to everyone around us. And that's hard. It's not easy to stop and think and be sensitive. And you have a million things going on in your brain. Slow down to slow down and see really what's important in our lives. Mm -hmm. And if somebody understands what's important, does that apply to only one specific thing that they have been dealing with? Or is that something you help them figure out for their life, like in general, the larger? I I mean, there's one thing that's a common thread to everybody. What's important in our life is relationships with human beings. And sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we're so consumed with the next job or the next project or the next whatever it is that we forget the human beings. And really that's the common thread is what are my relationships with the human beings around me and where can I make them better? And yes, you'll get to your goal. The goal will always be there. The work will always be there. Tomorrow morning will always be there. But the relationships are the most important things that we need to work on. Mm -hmm. So what if somebody is an introvert? (laughs) How does that work? (laughs) It's hard, but you know, even introverts have immediate relationships with your family, Right. right? So you kind of have to push yourself. Introverts have to push themselves because we were born into this world to be with people. If our, if our goal, if our purpose was to be alone, we would each have our own Island in the middle of nowhere, (laughs) but we were born into this world with millions of people and we can't do anything without people. And, you know, what people experienced during COVID, I think was the hardest, mm-hmm. especially people who were alone. And they realized how important relationships are, how important the human connection is. And we forget it. We forget it a lot. We're so busy with technology today. You know, social media is not human relationships. Social mm-hmm. media is not human connection. Social media is technology and it's great. And I believe in it. We're using it right now. But looking on Facebook and Instagram and posting, you're not, you're, it's not a human connection and people really get that mixed up. And so that's also a focus of, of bringing people back to reality. That reality check is really important. So from the viewpoint of Kabbalah, how would you describe relating or relationships? Okay, what does it mean so, since we're talking about meanings? <laughs> yes, no, for sure. So they're in a relationship. There's three sides. There's the person, the other person, and then there's the creator. In every single relationship, if the common goal is to help the world 
and to see what I have that I can give and what we have together that we can share, the relationship will always work. If the relationship is about me and you, at some point it's going to end because it's it's conditional. Mm-hmm. It's if I give you, you give me, we're nice to each other, great. We're not nice to each other, we're not going to talk. But if we have a common purpose of what we can give to the world, and this can be in any relationship, you know, as a mother, you teach your children to share, you teach your children to give, and then you teach them what true giving is. And it's a process. But once we realize that there's three partners in a relationship, not two, it becomes not easier, but it becomes more, you become aware of of the purpose of the actual purpose of relationships, because it's very, very um, shallow to think that it's just you and me. Mm -hmm. Because you and me were created with all these talents and all these gifts. What are we doing with them? And that's where the point comes in. And how do we share with others? So what would you say to someone who maybe is in a relationship where, um, let's say it could be, you know, literally marriage or it could be business partner where she's doing what you're saying. She's connecting, she's looking for the higher meaning and she's trying to give and including the other person, but the other person is not, they are on the selfish track. What would be the advice here? Is this is the place where you say no and actually walk away? Or is this where I you mean, I, I don't advise? believe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely depends on the person, the personalities. It's not one answer, but I can say that the more selfish a person is, the more he has to give mm-hmm. or he has inside of him to give or she, mm-hmm. because, you know, there's two sides to everything. And the bigger the desire, the bigger the, the potential. So the bigger the selfishness, I know it sounds weird, but the bigger the selfishness, that person is a gigantic vessel of giving and they just have to be able to switch that. So it's everybody's different. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you're focused on helping women. So my question here would be, um, why women? And what do you see is a true spiritual role of a woman in the world? Okay. I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but the true, (laughs) according to Kabbalah, according to Kabbalah, the only reason that women decided, first of all, women are on a higher spiritual level than men automatically, according to Kabbalah, we're higher spiritual beings. And the only reason, don't shoot me, that women came to this world is to help the men in our lives. Mm -hmm. That's our only purpose because we're already there. But if it's our fathers, our brothers, our husbands, our children, whoever the men are in our lives, we're there to help them. Mm-hmm. Now, that's tricky because you can't tell them that we're there to help them because then they'll go running the other way. So it's about learning how to help them help themselves. And that's the trick to make them think that it was their idea. I hope men are not listening to this, <laughs> uh, but it's really to, to, to help them see the true path. And, and we, we, as women have to be careful because, you know, a lot of women use spirituality as an excuse to do things, but they're not necessarily thinking about the other person. Spirituality isn't going into meditation for six hours by yourself and not interacting with people. The true essence of spirituality is interaction with people. So if you're going 
too much into yourself or you're dealing too much with yourself, then you're too busy with yourself. Then you're not busy with anybody else. And yes, we need time for ourselves, but then how do I help others? And that doesn't mean that I have to be doing things for others. It's not about pleasing people. It's about helping. It's about where can I, where do I see this person needs spiritual help? And how can I do it where it's not going to hurt their feelings? Or how can I do it where they're not going to not listen and just shut down? But as women, that's our, one of our biggest roles in this Mm -hmm. world. So that would mean then from the perspective of Kabbalah that women are here to lead, especially spiritual progress, right? In, in, in our world. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then from that standpoint, um, how do you see the situations where so many women don't feel empowered or are looking for someone to support them? I think that not feeling empowered is a choice. Mm -hmm. I think everything is a choice. And I think that it's about responsibility. It's never about fault. It's about Mm -hmm. responsibility. And if they want to feel empowered and they want to do something about it, they can. Um, and, and about depending on others. I mean, it's more comfortable. It's easy. It's the easy way. It's the truth. It's the easy way. You can't back down from that choice and say, well, I couldn't make another choice. You can, everything is about choices. It's not an easy choice to be a leader. It's not an easy choice to take that into my hands and say, no, I am empowered to do whatever I need to do. Mm -hmm. And of course, not to forget relationships on the way. So how how would the woman step into like from if somebody comes to you and say okay I don't feel empowered and you're telling me it's a choice so I want to make that choice what what would you advise or how would you help what would be your process to guide her through for her to I would feel- have to know well I would have to know what this situation is if it's at work if it's at home and then there's you know you go down you go down a list and say okay what are my talents what are my strong what's my strong side? What's my negative side? What can I do better? How can I take control of my life? What does that mean? If it's at work, am I willing to, am I willing to take the risk? Am I willing to take the risk that maybe I'll be fired, but maybe not? You know, if I show who I truly am and I show my talents and again, every situation is different. Every person is different, but first of all, it's taking responsibility and saying, okay, What's going on? Where, let's do a reality check. Is it, you know, is am I am I not saying what I feel because I'm afraid what somebody's going to think about me? Am I too concerned about my social circles? What are the risks I'm willing to take to grow spiritually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very important point. And I think a lot of times people just focus on one bad thing that they think will happen and because of it do not take any steps, especially exactly. in business, you know, when they like, oh, if I post this, then, you know, my community might be shocked and not like me. Or if I make a video about that, I might lose like some people or something like that. But in doing so, they're actually not stepping up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So how would you describe 
or explain maybe from your perspective, from Kabbalah perspective, the role of self-determination, like choosing to go and do stuff versus, or maybe it's not versus and um, trusting, like this divine will component? Yes. Okay. So I think that once you've done everything you can do 110%, you have to leave room for the creator. You have to leave room for maybe, you know, there's the joke about the guy who said, you know, I've been asking God and he's never answered me. And the person says, well, you know, he said, no, you're just not listening. So it's not about, you know, we know what our 110% is. We know when we've put the effort in, we know, you know, be true to yourself. If you've put everything in and then you ask the creator for help because we Every step of the way, we need to understand or acknowledge that there's a greater power. And if something is not supposed to happen, it's not going to happen. It doesn't mean that we should sit around and not do anything about it. We should do as much as we can, 110%, and then the rest leave to the creator. And how would you advise somebody who's, let's say, thinking that, well, how do I know what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm sure you get that question, you know, well, I, I'm willing to put, yay, 110%, but how do I know what am I supposed to do? Is it this? Is it this? Is there some navigation principle that you offer them? Again, it's more about what are they capable of doing? What are they running away from? What are they avoiding? You know, what is their day look like? Are they really putting all the effort into it? or are there some places that they're afraid of doing something because of what the consequences may be in their mind? Maybe they're not real consequences. So it's 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 a big picture and it's a lot of things in it where it has to do with determination, work, and not being afraid of what people will think about you. Mm-hmm. And that's, so that's there, yeah, that means that it's kind of more like go try it out and see what happens. And if it didn't work out, it's not meant to be. Yes, but that kind of sounds scary on a business level. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of you have to don't don't invest money in Bitcoin now because it's you know dead. <laughs> so, but yes, yes, pretty much. Yeah, like for example, um, somebody's thinking of doing a launch, and that means they're going to do live presentation. Maybe it's a week long event or something like that. At the yes. same time, they don't know if they should do it because maybe they're also tired. Maybe they also rebranding and not sure if they even want to go in this direction, but this direction will, for sure, they will get paid and get clients. So it's like they can do the pros and cons list forever and both sides would look like, well, maybe, well, maybe. So in this right. case- So at some point, would... mm-hmm. yeah. So I would tell that person that at some point they need to put a deadline on their thought process and say, okay, by no, by November 17th, I've decided that no matter what, this is what I'm going to do. And they have until that date to, to go the pros and cons, but then on that date, they have to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then as they put all their energy in and effort in, and then at some point, this is where the trust comes in that it will either yes. work out or not. And then that also has a deadline. Like, physically, that should also be a deadline. If a year from now it's not working, you got to try something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you also, okay, it's interesting. So you would put deadlines on both ends sort of. <laughs> yeah. Because if something's not working for a year, at least mm-hmm. something needs to change. So either the branding needs to change or the, whatever it is needs mm-hmm. to change. 
So um, one more question on the guiding part. Like yes. in Kabbalah, do your clients feel like they're being guided by God, universe creator, or is it that they get guided by their own desire and then in relationship with creator as listening to course corrections? Like what, I think how does both. that work? I think it's both. I think it's it's uh it's studying and learning more about the creator in, in any way that they feel, if it's Kabbalah or if it's a religion or whatever it is, and and learning to trust yourself too. So you are your own guide, you have the creator inside of you. And as long as you're not doing something that's gonna hurt you or physically or someone else, then you you should do what you feel. Um but you need both. You need you need to trust yourself and you need to learn about the creator and a religion or or something that will guide you. Mm-hmm. It has to be both. Mm-hmm. Okay. So great. Now let's kind of turn the light back on you. I'm curious, what is your superpower? Like, what is it that you know, like, hey, I'm on this earth for this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on this earth to help women specifically with children and childbirth. I went through a lot of challenges in my uh, pregnancies and in giving birth. And I've had near life death experiences. And so I know that that's my thing. I went through all of that so that I could help women go through any, you know, any challenges they're having with pregnancy or giving birth, things like that. Definitely. That's my that's great. And what is the larger mission that comes out of that, like for the world? The larger mi- mission for the world is helping women to get in touch with themselves so that they understand that they really are the leaders in their household or their their little circle of life. They're the leaders in it. That is great. That is so important. And I mean, women need to get that part and not that we somehow better than everybody else or something. So it's not about the value, I assume. (laughs) Right. It's not about being the same. No one's the same. Yeah. It's about we all have our own purpose and women are very strong to try and, and to try and compare yourself to a man is just not smart because women have more tools and women are more spiritual and well, and women a- have different hormones, which gives us oh, a yeah. different perception of the world that I know sometimes might seem like we go a little crazy, but we actually go crazy because we have access to divine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. So being a woman and being a man in the hormonal sense, as in literally in the body, plus okay. there's energetics, right? More feminine energy and more yes. masculine energy. All of that plays a role. So yeah. that's why I was saying earlier about um, that being a leader as a conscious leader, being a woman in the family unit, let's say being a leader, it does not yeah. mean that she's somehow better than let's say exactly. her kids or her husband or her brothers exactly. or whoever at work. It's more, um, it's not a value compa- comparison. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's more of a internal mm, alignment, would you say? Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So how does divine timing enter that when, you know, like people say, well, this is not meant to happen yet. Like this is a great idea, but it will be applicable like later. 
or something like that, like, oh, I want to do it, but the ego personality wants to jump the gun when the spiritual side says, no, honey, you got to wait a little. Yeah, <laughs> so no, that, but that's true. There is divine timing and there is a time for everything. And if you're, if you really are in tuned with yourself and your journey, then you'll know when the timing is right. But yeah, it definitely exists. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, great. So, hey, you have a book that I think would be really uh, interesting for our audience. So would you say a couple of words about that? And we'll put the link in description for um, sure. people to be able to access it. Yes, I, I wrote, I compiled actually a whole bunch of quotes that I had said over the years. And I called the book Desire because it is motivational quotes. It's quotes that push you to be a better person. And it's quotes that I just wake up in the morning and I don't even remember I said them and I, and it helps me get through the day. So I figured I'd compile it and have it out there for everybody. Well, that is very much awesome. So um, this is, we've been talking here for a while about everything <laughs> So yeah. as we're wrapping it up. So thank you so much, Debbie. This is Debbie you. Gion. You can find her on debbiegion.com and in the description of um, this video and in the show notes of the podcast, you will find all the links where you can get that book, Desire Book, which sounds really cool because everybody needs a little support and reminders, <laughs> which is what that is. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your gift. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Conscious Coaches on a Mission. If you are a successful coach, mentor, or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit transcensiongate.com slash podcast. Are you the type of person who loves to help? If you got something out of this interview, I would love you to share this episode on the social media. Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on the social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, transcensiongate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using wealth energetics and soul design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.